do today. All right, welcome to the Sunny and G podcast. Making our return after much longer than uh, anticipated over here. Yep. There was no writer strike, but you know, we had our, we had other things to worry about. There's a couple stri- uh, other strikes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're gonna start off with some NBA here, and let's just you know get right into it. We got Dame time. Dame time. Dame man. time. In Milwaukee, of all yeah, places, not Miami, not Philly, not even the Raptors, like OG texted Dame. Yeah, this guy broke the fucking internet, like when Kim posted that one break the internet photo back in the day. like The trade? The trade. Nobody was expecting him to go out of all teams. Like, I'm now we're getting all these uh, podcasts and all these, like, little clips of people that said it would've, he would have been a good fit to go to Milwaukee that were like, oh, we called it, we called it. I mean... Sure, you called it. Yeah. <laughs> you really, really, really called it. But I mean, he's a good fit. Hell yeah. But is the trade-off on defense worth it for this team, right? Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest thing because they already were kind of a team where Giannis was you know, injured last season. So like that throws off your defense right there because he's just a scary guy on both sides of the court. And then who stepped out when he was gone? It was Drew Holiday that was there, right? Like doing all those kind of plays. And now you lose that guy, you bring in Dame, who we know is a outstanding shooter, but a small guy against a lot of those big dudes that are going to be playing against them in the East Coast. <laughs> That's And when you see what happens when it comes to the playoffs, those small dudes are the ones that uh, other teams pick on, right? Yep. Like once... The other team knows there's a guy they can't defend on the court. They're gonna put him in pick and rolls. They're yeah. gonna put him in screen actions. They're gonna post him up. They're gonna make that guy work to break the rest of the defense yeah. down. And Damien had said it the other day. He's like, you know what? I'm a much better defender because I will be a much better defender because I won't have to carry the load on offense so much. I've got other guys to do that for him. But even if he like tries on defense. He's not Drew Holiday on defense. No. He's, Drew Holiday was an all-NBA top 15 defender yeah. in the league. And now he goes to the Bucks. He goes from the Bucks to the Celtics, which we'll yeah. talk about here shortly as well. But that team is like Celtics top six have no weaknesses on defense. Fuck, man. All six guys can defend, including Porzingis. Yeah. Whereas Milwaukee Bucks, like you're saying, like Giannis wasn't himself last year. Giroux was the next best defender. Like, who's going to defend the guys this year? Because last year, Giroux was the guy defending Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler went off on him, too. And, like, is Giannis going to be defending these guys, or is Giannis made more to defend those bigger guys down low? Brooke Lopez is getting older. Middleton's older. Yeah. Right? Giannis is still fairly young, but he's had some health issues over the last years. Dame's had his own set of health issues. How healthy is he going to be this year? Can he play a full season, including playoffs? Yeah. He hasn't done that, I think, since 20... 19, I think, was the last playoff run that these guys had where you had to play the regular season and in the playoffs. No, it's been a minute. And, like, yeah, that was a crazy trade. I think that just kind of threw a lot of people off on everybody thinking, like, they were going to somehow work out something with Miami. And that doesn't work out. And he ends up going to a team that's, like, basically a rival to them because once you're in the postseason, those are the people that you're going to end up seeing. That playoff (laughs) matchup, if that happens, (laughs) man, it's going to be fucking fireworks. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be where, even if you're not a fan of those teams, you're going to be watching those games. Oh, that looks (laughs) like it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, I would give it right now to the, uh, what is it, to the Celtics. Yep. Better their one to six is better than what Giannis and the Bucks one to six is right now. Yeah, and just where we've seen the Celtics, they're always you know Western or Eastern Conference Finals or in the Championship Finals. So we know where they can go, 
It's just they were missing a couple of little things here and there. And I think I think it's an upgrade getting Holiday over Marcus Smart because you're going to get a guy that's like played with some like crazy guys. He's got the experience of a championship team. So he's going to bring a little bit of that vet experience too, rather than a guy that just kind of was getting built up with Boston the entire time. And I think they kind of knew they had to rip a bandage off. Somebody was going to come Somebody off that had, team. They have to make a move. Once right? they gave Brown that fat contract, we knew that that Tatum-Brown tandem is not going to go anywhere and it's going to be somebody else on that line. Well, it's on top of that. Like, I felt like they kind of maxed out the team that they already had. Yeah. They made it to the NBA Finals. They were literally one Steph Curry GOAT performance away in Game 4 where he went off for 50 points, dropped threes from everywhere on the court. They would have been up 3-1 in that series. Yeah. Instead, they went to 2-2, and then, you know, the Warriors came back. I mean, if the Warriors were down 3-1, I don't think they're going to go LeBron on them. No. Like, they're not no. coming back from 3-1 at that point. Not against those young boys. Right? So... <laughs> I felt like the Celtics had to do something. I was just—they've given up a lot of depth. Yeah, I know we're—you know—we're talking about raw injuries and all that. Like you know, Rob Williams had injuries, Malcolm Brogdon, all these guys had injuries, right? But they lost Brogdon. They yeah. lost Rob Williams. Yeah. Right. They lost Marcus Smart. Uh, Smart. In exchange, you've got Przingis and Drew Holiday. Yeah. So you lost another guy already as a depth piece. Are they going to be better? We don't know because Przingis has his own set of Injured. health issues, man. Hundred percent. Or for a duel too. Yeah. He's like a last couple of years for him left now. Right. He's on his like. I know he's a very stout defender, but he's not the same quick guy that he was. And the last year they were playing a back to back. So same situation yeah. this year, right? Yeah. So I I can't wait for that playoff series if it ends up actually going down that route. Like Giroux Holiday on the Bucks. And imagine Milwaukee right now. You get Dame. Great. Yeah. You got Dame. You traded all these players. You had to give up Giroux Holiday. And then Giroux Holiday ends up on the fucking Celtics. And now he, I think Celtics are the bigger favorites than Milwaukee. Yeah. No, I think it's a slap in the face to the Bucks basically just because... You thought you were sending a guy to the West Coast. You're like, you know what? Like, we're done the trade. We brought in a guy from the West Coast. It's good for us to give our best defensive player almost to the Western Conference. Give it to them. Let him play there. Let that side deal with them. They push his ass back to the East Coast and basically slap Milwaukee in the face that, hey, guess what? No, no, you guys are going to... You guys are going to see them often. In the season, you're going to play your games, and if it goes to playoffs, there's a high percentage chance these two teams are going to be the deeper end teams because we're going to talk about some of the other, what's going well, on with the other the East one team. other team, like, we I we didn't meant to talk about this earlier, but from Portland's perspective here, right? Yeah. They, they made the trades. They held, they waited, they waited, they waited. All these teams, you know, we'll talk about Miami here yeah. shortly as well, but everybody's, like, game to Miami. These, you know, Tyler Hero... Some first rounders, all this other shit. They waited, they waited. And look at the players they got right now. They have multiple first round picks. They have multiple first round swaps. Yeah. And they're all in the later years when yeah. Giannis and Dame are probably not going to be in the league anymore. Well, Giannis might be in the league, but Dame's probably going to be retired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Celtics, who knows what's going to happen with Brown and Tatum in like five years' time. Yeah. They've added Brogdon, who can, they can probably flip again for either a player or another first round pick. Yeah. Right? Because Clippers were almost ready to give up some players for Hell him yeah. too, right? Yeah. So... You know, and then we'll talk about uh, the Clippers here shortly as well and what they're up to. But Brogdon's still a valuable piece for some team to have, depending on where you are in your. You know, if you're looking for a starting point guard, yeah, he's a guy that, or even coming off the bench, bench, yeah, 
right? He's a legit player, and he yeah. doesn't. His salary isn't ridiculous for the next couple of years. So yeah, and then I think a lot of people are not looking really at what Portland got out of these deals. Exactly. We're looking at Milwaukee and Celtic. <laughs> yeah, we know Bo- uh, Portland didn't get like some superstar player that's going to really change him, but that's not what they were looking for. No, they got rid of a superstar to rebuild, which everybody knew which way they were going. They brought in a guy that was going to already replace Lillard. And now they're just trying to find all the pieces around him and build off that guy. I, don't, I think it's a great move for Portland. Very good move. They got they got so many more players. They got so many more draft picks now. And they've diversified the draft picks. It's not just one or two. They've got two teams that are, sorry, that have draft picks. And I think they have draft picks from one of them's Golden States this yeah. year as well. They got some of the Celtics. They got some Milwaukee in there too. They got some pick swaps. They also got some, I think, from uh, the Suns as well. Yeah. Because they got Aiden now. Yeah, we, always, we keep forgetting about him too. But I don't know how, like, <laughs> I, I know Aiden isn't the best player in the world, but he's like decent to good. Yeah. Right? I think in, in the Suns, he just. Nobody's talking no, about But Aiden he's right like, now. except himself. He's the only one talking about himself is himself, right? He's calling himself dominating the other yeah, day, it's right? crazy that nobody brought up. I, like, even my head, it's been slipping the entire time that I didn't even think about Phoenix Suns involved in this or eight, uh, down yeah. there, none of that until I rethought of it right now. I'm like, wait a minute. There was one other one. Down Everybody there. just talks about these two teams, right? They talk about Milwaukee and now it's Drew Holiday. Yeah. Like, no he's one's still young to, too, right? In like 25, I think. 25, but I think for Portland right now, like another thing is you're also rebuilding and you want to be in this rebuild right now just because you have too many superstars that are on their way out but still balling. You got LeBron James, you got the Currys. There's enough teams in the Western Conference that you know right now you wouldn't be able to compete. And the moment they're out of the league, you have a brand new team, all these picks, Aiton will be a little bit older, obviously, but you'll still have a, like a center. But he'll, but he'll only be in his like maybe late twenties, late twenties, right? Mid to late twenties, which isn't right? bad at all. You'll have like you can end up having a really good team with all. The, obviously, scouting is going to matter a lot. For a these huge. Guys. That's that's what I'm like. That's what I'm happy for Portland is that they finally picked a lane. Like they were in, they weren't good enough to compete for a title. No, they weren't bad enough to get. I mean, last year they got so lucky with the draft. Yeah, they're lucky as hell. They got Scoot and went up to number two, right? Yeah. They had the little replacement already. Yeah. They have Anfer and for Nee Simons. They've got Shaden Sharp in there too. You're adding Aiden. You've still got Jeremy Grant from last year. Yeah, right. And then you've got Malcolm. Like I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs by any teams, but they're not gonna be a bottom no. five team with the no. way that they have. But the West is fucking loaded with some of the teams they Fuck have. So yeah. maybe, I don't know how the bottom of the West might not be like a 20-game winner anymore, right? Yeah. They might actually win a decent amount of games. They're yeah. just, the West is so loaded. The West is going to be crazy. Like I just, mean, other than what? The Spurs, I guess, are, are yeah. not going to be contending this year, yeah. right? So Houston's going to try to contend, but no one believes that they're contenders. No. Right, Zion. The Pelicans are one Zion injury away from being in the bottom five again. Right. So (laughs) when you go on, like we'll talk about it as we get closer to the season. But for them, they're not going to be. They're finally a team that they're going to try to bottom out, or at least be in a position where they can get a top ten draft pick. And that Jeremy Grant contract is looking bad already. But they needed to pay somebody. Yeah. Right. Other than probably Brogdon. Uh, Aiden and uh, what do you call it? I'm missing somebody else here. Aiden, Brogdon, and there's one other guy. Oh, I was just talking about it. Simmons. Blaine. Science Simmons is another one. They're, they're, right? And then one other dude. they got three, four guys at the pain right now. That's it. Yeah. Russell, minimum or veterans or whatever Rookies it may be, right? Shit, yeah. So 
why not give yourself a couple years to finally reboot? I mean, last time they ended up getting Lillard. Now they got Scoot now. They have Aiden, who's young-ish. Yeah. You could still flip him later He's for still something, a good right? Player. He's still got a lot of, like, fucking... I mean, if he can ever develop a jumper and just no. somehow be a little bit more aggressive. Like, yeah. he, that's the thing with Aiden. He's never... He he plays too soft yeah. for a guy with his physical ability. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't should be able push to, it. I'm not talking about, like, you got to hammer guys in the post anymore, yeah. but... You think he'd be a little bit more active all around on the offensive end. And he doesn't like, he thinks he's a better offensive player than he is. So yeah. maybe, you know, we find out or he finds out that he's not as good as he thinks he yeah. is and he plays a better role good in test Portland, for him. right? Really so, good test for him. I mean, I'm looking for, it'll be, Portland's good for Portland, man. They yeah, came out, yeah. they made the right moves. So hell yeah. Uh, just wanted to give them a little shout out and all of this too, because everybody keeps on forgetting that, you know, <laughs> everyone's Lillard, but what about Portland? <laughs> Um, so other topics that we wanted to talk about as well, um, James Harden. Oh Lord. I know. I know. We, we, every we, we, single we, we, year Harden's on the list at the start of the season, the middle of the season and the end of the season. He's a trade request guy, dude. <laughs> he's had three trade requests in like five years. He's never happy. Then he give then teams give him money and he's still not he's still happy. still not happy. Like, fuck man. What, what more do you want from the league? I don't know what this guy, I don't know what you got to get this guy from to make him happy. The like. leagues have given this guy everything they can give him. They even let this guy party his ass off, get fat, go to strip clubs all the time. Like, <laughs> what more do they need to give this guy on leniency of like, finally, like, should we shut your, like, look at how much shit Westbrook takes and he's like, overall a polar opposite lifestyle kind of guy to this guy and then the amount of shit like this guy gets but like who they are as players but the thing with like harden is that he can shoot more like three he's a, yeah. if, the thing with harden is that the way he plays if if he didn't come with all the off-court drama he plays a pretty solid style yeah. of offense where he can shoot threes yeah. the problem with him is he likes the ball in his hands so much and then he doesn't give the same effort on defense and yeah. obviously but theoretically, he's a better fit because he can shoot threes compared to Westbrook, unfortunately. Westbrook tries harder. Yeah. Westbrook gives a shit. Yeah, he's a trier. But the problem with Westbrook is that, like, he can't shoot. Yeah. If he can't shoot, your team defenses don't respect him and you have your own set of yeah. issues. But okay. that's, we can talk about Westbrook. We'll talk about him later on in the season for sure. 100%. I'm sure the Clippers are going to come up at some point. But yeah. speaking of the Clippers and James Harden, though, uh, Clippers are interested in trying to get uh, James Harden again. From the 76ers. Okay. Uh, they're trying to get more draft. They're apparently trying to, you know, add more, accumulate some draft picks because they have a bunch of uh, pick swaps and yeah. things like that. If they can change some conditions around, they might be able to add. And then also Philly wants Terrence Mann. So, yeah. I mean, if you're Philly, you're James Harden down to Terrence Mann and whatever, unless you can flip those draft picks for somebody else that could potentially help uh, Embiid. But... Look at Philly right now. They could have. They haven't been able to get anything for Harden. Yeah. They weren't able to get Drew. Embiid's like almost. I think he's turning thirty this year. Yeah, he's up there now. He gets injured in the playoffs like every year, like Chris Paul yeah. did. And they haven't made it out of out of second round in the East, even though he thinks Embiid thinks that the other teams have not passed him by. Literally his own words. His own word two days ago, like at the press conference, he's like, "Yeah, they have, they haven't uh, they haven't passed us yet." 
Dude, they got further than you in the playoffs. They won. Does he not know there's like been Eastern Conference champions every year? Yeah, he, I, I, think, I think he thinks the second round is the finals. Yeah, like, right? he's like, like oh, we're done. We're done. Playoffs like done. an Eastern Conference team that's making it to the finals and there's been multiple, like you've had the Bucks bring it home. Like there's been teams from the East, even though the West has dominated the championships for like last while, once LeBron left. Well, it, uh, as of today, it makes sense why he joined. So he's going to be on a team. He's from Cameroon, but he's going to join Team USA for the World Olympics Damn. next year. Yeah, so he's committed to Team USA. That's stupid. It is stupid. Like, why would you not represent Cameroon? Because I don't think Cameroon's even, like... I think he finally just wants to play for a winner. Somebody else did that, too. A lot of guys did. So who was it that they were making a big fuss just for the FIBA uh, Pablo one? Pablo Boncaro, because yeah. he was supposed to play for Italy. Italy. But he never actually... Because once you play for the team... At that point is when it's considered that you you're actually forever, you're forever that team. But he never technically played a game with Italy in any format because mm. the COVID year fucked things up. Yeah. And then there's some controversy that Team USA only added him. So then um, Italy couldn't get him. Get him. So now they have him That's for fucked. any future. But, and but he's Pablo born in Italy? He, yeah, he's born, born like his, his mom or something like on the side of the family. He's like got Italian heritage. Mm, so okay. he's got the ability to play for Team Italy. That's fucked. But at the same time. But when he talks, he talks in like a normal, like American Yeah, he's accent. like, he's, his English and everything is good. I'm going to double like, check here. But. That would make sense why he's going to play for US if he's like, you know, fully Americanized, lived there mostly his mm-hmm. entire life. Yep. He played, obviously. Uh, well, he was born in Seattle, though. Like, the he was fuck? born in Seattle, though. Yeah, he's a Seattle guy. Born. So he's, he's born in Seattle, went to fucking Italy or something? His his mom or dad, or I think his dad on that side, because his uh, that's dad, dad's name is Mario. So I assume that's where the Italian side comes from. <laughs> that's just weird that Italy's that pissed off, and it's just because he has... Because Italy, like, for Italy, you're not going to get... I guess it, it would help where, your team. Where, where are you going to ever get a Paolo Banquero that plays yeah. for you, right? Yeah. And it would just help boost like the whole like basketball and other guys in Italy wanting to kind of play. But without so that that ended up being a big issue and stuff like that this year. But going back to the, I think the original point of this conversation, <laughs> uh, James Harden. So oh, yeah. What do you do with a guy like fucking James Harden right now? Like he's good, but he's not that good but he's good enough right clippers one is that's just a weird one for clippers to go for that ass because of what the baggage you're going to get with that like you already have guys two guys that love to ball handle a lot with george and uh quiet so now you're going to add another guy now that's going to want to ball handle and then you guys are all three injury prone guys so it's is it going to be like uh Russell Westbrook, uh, LeBron Russell James, Westbrook AD. and James Harden on the same team again. <laughs> Remember how LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook had that thing happen with the trio joining yeah. the team? But rarely did they ever play with each other. It was like either two played, one played, because one always had to sit away. So it's like, realistically, you only want to bring in James Harden if you are looking at Leonard and Paul George in a room and be like, are you guys both healthy? And do you think you guys are going to play 70-plus games each? Well, if not... Why would you bring in a James Harden then when you could kind of try to go out there and maybe even get somebody else that's going to be helpful to that team? So a couple points there. The Kawhi Leonard, he even said it this year. He's like, um, no, the rest policy, the new one they have, yeah. we have to play a minimum. He's like, it's not going to change what I do. Yeah. So he's not, it doesn't like, even if they get fined, they're still going to do all this shit. Yeah. I feel bad for Paul George because he was healthy up until the end of last year, then fucked up his ankle or his yeah. knee. Like he two, was three, killing it, remember? Two, three weeks before this, yeah. then, then Kawhi gets hurt again as usual, right? So you're right. Like, but I think, so 
the reason that they're going all in is next year, the new the new arena opens up. Mm. So they want like the the whole the other issue that goes into this as well is that they want Kawhi and George on extensions, but they're not wanting to give them max extensions, which is like the five year yeah, yeah. two fifty three hundred mil, but. They also need them because next year, if the new stadium opens, theoretically, they couldn't... Paul George and... Uh, Paul George is going to be there. He signed his extension, but they might have to trade him or whatever. But what do you do with Kawhi Leonard? Yeah. Right? Like you... How much? How long does he have left now? I think he's got one year, and I think he's got... Uh, I'd get rid of him, man. He's... He is... He's, but he's so good when he plays. So what... Like, let's look at it from the other side, right? So if you're looking at it from the other way... Um, actually, no. So Paul George has one year left on his contract, or yeah. two years left this year, and next year, and then oh, but next year's a player option. That makes sense. So this year he's got forty-five mil. Yeah. Next year he's got a player. So in the off season he can decline Decline-ing. his player option and sign for longer term. So yeah. that's his deal, which he's probably going to do because he could probably earn more money over two, three years than he could making one year of forty-five. Even yeah. if he doesn't make forty-five per year, yeah. he could still get. Uh, like let's say 20, 25, 30 million even, but the NBA salary cap is going to jump too. So yeah. he could still end up getting that 40 million anyways. Uh, do, 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 let's see. Where are they building that new arena? Inglewood. Oh yeah. They want it. It's the, so it's same, the Kawhi's in the same contract as, um, what do you call it? Uh, Paul George this year. And then next year is a player option for both of them. Shit. So they can both decline the player options and become then, free agents. Yeah. And then, then I wonder who, what, that's a fucking That's a lot thing, of but, movement. The, but you just say you just said it five minutes ago. They're injury prone guys. Yeah. They're not gonna have all three of them playing together if no. you get Harden. And with Harden as well, like he could be gone after the season too, because he's got a player option. Yeah. He, this year he opted in this year, of. right? He always he'll play a year with you and after that year he could he'll be get like, his he'll money and then guys. he'll right. So <laughs> if you're the Clippers right now, you could trade for James Harden right now. But then next year you could not have James Harden. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah. In your, without, like like another, they've already given up all the draft picks have. too. Right? Everything's been given up, and it's like if Clippers want somebody out of Philly, it should be fucking Embiid. Like they need somebody more of that style of player for but, what their fit is right now, rather than a guy that's going to be the same if, as what they have. If they give up Embiid, then one of the then Clippers got to give up Paul George. Yeah, that, one of them are gone. Right? 100%. So yeah, if they decide, but then the whole point is to get all of them to kind of play together in some format yeah. or another. So. I don't know. I can be hectic. The Clippers are kind of like fucked either way. They're man. stuck. With, once like, they grabbed those two guys, it was a ch- game changer. And they've and they've already lost the trade. Like try yeah. imagine if those Kerr in that like four years. Obviously, looking back now, you wouldn't know. But yeah. if they hadn't made that trade, they would have had Shea with uh, Kawhi Leonard. They would have had all these yeah. draft picks. Who knows what the team would have been like? Yeah. But. It is what it means. Well, I made that master plan, man. He's like, yo, fuck you, LeBron. I'm on my own team. <laughs> well, I mean, LeBron got their title, right? So they, yeah. no matter what happened, they were like, if they hadn't won the, let's say they lose to the finals that year to say Miami, right? Let's that say they lose. Paul George and the Lakers would have been dope, man. But he, but you know what? They won the title without him. <sighs> yeah, so they, they don't really need him anyways at the That's end true. of the day. If they hadn't won the title, it would have been a what-if situation. But they That's got true. the title, they're fine. But, you know, uh, going back to Miami here, two finals in the last... Four years. They lost to the Lakers in 2020. Then they lose again last year. Yeah. So 
Yeah, you know they've lost it. They've, you know they've lost the uh, and in both times the big men dominated. Like they lost Jokic, obviously. You know what he did last year, yeah. right? And then uh, Davis that year had a phenomenal playoff run as well. So where's Miami headed right now? They lost their guys in the off season. Oh, they haven't man. really. They were supposed to get Dame. Yeah. For three months they were supposed to get Dame, and now Jimmy's like thirty four. Yeah. Lowry's thirty four, even though he didn't do much last no. year. Bam's getting older. He's still a decent player. Yeah. They won without Tyler Hero. Yeah. And Tyler Hero is just starting his mega contract now. Yeah. He's still got Duncan Robinson, right? They to a team that they lost the finals to. So it's like you're giving guys away now, too. Like, Strauss is gone. Vincent. Like, Strauss went to Cleveland. Yeah. Right? He made oh, them better, right? Yeah, that's an opponent right there. Rivalry right there, basically. Another Eastern Conference. Not like a guy that you'll have to Knicks wait in a Knicks added uh, DiVincenzo. And yeah. then Knicks beat... Uh, no, they, they lost, sorry, they lost, lost yeah. them, but... They got better too. They're not any worse, that's for sure. But Miami, the weird thing about Miami is like they always find a way. They right? always find a fucking way. These guys, I get it. Like it's so weird of a team. The style that they play, I think, just matchmaking. Uh, him getting uh, the uh, Spolstra getting a lot of his like like he started from the bottom with that uh, organization. He was like the video game coordinator, yeah. right? Started from the bottom, got to the top, and then got a chance to play or coach one of the best players to ever play the game. And it also learned from that kind of managing players and managing uh, different roles and managing lineups. And I think that helped him a lot because now you can see when he plays a, a specific type of team, the management he does on that. He's now. a matchup guy. He know like huge he, on matchup. And it's smart though. He's one of those guys who knows like. Dude, you're in a seven-game series. You can't just wait for guys to get better or yeah. do this. Like, you have to make moves quick. If the guy's sucking, you got to pull the guy. Yeah. If the guy's on a heater, you let the guy stay in, yeah. right? Like, the, all these moves he made last year, obviously, he makes the team better. I yeah. get it. Hell, yeah. You still got Jimmy Butler, right? You've still got Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Tyler Hero is going to, at least in the regular season, he should be a good well. player. Yeah. I think for Tyler Hero, and I don't know if this was the case last year, but I think he needs to be a full-time point guard. Yeah, he needs to start. He he should, he doesn't, like, and he needs to be able to, like, be a full-time point guard yeah. because otherwise if he's a shooting guard, you're gonna he's going to be eaten alive on yeah. defense. He needs to start, get the ball in his hands, get him used to it. The more, whatever, his turnovers are bad, whatever it is, at least in the season, you know his weaknesses and what he needs to work on. Yeah. Rather than now you're in the playoffs and you're just letting this guy run wild and he's just doing the wildest shit he's just shooting from anywhere getting blocked in the paint <laughs> he's not he's not an athletic dude either no, right? like not. there is so his, he doesn't get to the free throw line enough no his three-point shooting is good but not yeah. great but he had some really good three-pointers defense yeah. obviously isn't good but yeah. he scores and he's kind of like um what's uh what's the balls zach levine yeah he's total zach levine vibes the way he plays he yeah. can score but he's just not quite the guy you want. That's like, really like he's a good NBA player, yeah. but he's not a guy I think who's going to make a difference for a championship. That's team. like and Chicago's that, issue. Like that's like one of their best guys is a Tyler Hero type of player right now. And look at where they got him. They, <laughs> yeah. they they're you know they're stuck too. They're stuck. So they're stuck. They need. They're another team that needs to make some moves, but they're never going to do it because the owner's never going to tank like that, oh. right? The one year they did, they couldn't even. Um, what do you call it? They got Patrick Williams and he's been an okay-ish player I think that is basically it right now for the NBA we can move that was on a lot. that was a hefty uh, NBA combo though. yeah some good topics right now starting to get in there before the preseason heads off uh, NFL man we got holy shit like four weeks deep 
Yeah. Week we, five started today. We just yeah. saw the Bears kicked uh, Washington's ass for the yeah. first win of the year. First win of the year. And yeah, we'll just start it off right there. Just talk about the season. Like, what do you think uh, for this season so far? Like, who, who surprised you? Who disappointed you from what you thought they were going to be? <sighs> That's a good one because there's so many teams, right? Like, <clears> I. <throat> I mean, I'm, biggest surprise, you could say Taylor Swift getting more coverage than NBA players, but <laughs> sorry I had to throw that plug in. But honestly, the biggest surprise in the most positive way possible, I would go with the Texans. Yeah. Nobody thought they were going to win many games this year. Everybody thought Bryce Young was gonna, the guy over Stroud. And I honestly, we can probably go back through a previous podcast, but... Uh, hopefully I said Stroud uh, in the previous podcast too because Bryce Young has so far been I mean the whole team's been a disappointment on yeah. that end but yeah. well there's been bigger disappointments than that yeah but I'm gonna go with the Texans man Nico Collins number five receiver in the league Nico yeah. fucking Collins fuck man made Tank Dell a household name yeah CJ Stroud is putting up <laughs> Andrew Luck Cam Newton numbers right now he's fuck, you know man. when you're getting compared to those guys as a rookie right Fuck you got a franchise QB, man. Ohio State, man. They had their issues producing quarterbacks. They I know did. that was part of they everything. They thought that, he was the, like yeah. he. They said he was too robotic. That's what played into it. It wasn't 100%. to that, and you know. But now look at them. They're two and two. The coach, D'Amico Ryan's, he was phenomenal yeah. for the 49ers, as you saw him yeah. when he was a defensive coach. He was a great player for the Houston Texans. Always a smart dude. Yeah. Two and two. They've beating some decent teams yeah. or other teams that were actually expected to be decent. Yeah. Right? They beat the Jaguars and Steelers this year yeah. already. Who are, like, usually, like, we know Jaguars can be a playoff team and they beat them, which is, like, a good steal to take away from them. It's and a then, divisional opponent, too, right? Huge yeah. games to and win those And Pittsburgh, divisions. like, just getting one from that coach, you know those guys are always battling hard. They're usually a playoff contender always themselves. So yeah. getting, stealing one from them is really big, too. You think uh, Stroud's going to be able to keep this up for the next 13, 14 games here? The way he's playing and what they have around him and how many injuries they haven't had, I think he can. I think their biggest thing is going to be just who's going to come out in the running back rooms. Like They need know, somebody to step up on that that's side. That's probably their biggest issue. If they can get a run game going, I think they're just going to be it's going to help the rest of the parts of the team cuz eventually teams are going to figure out how to just like double coverage on Nico and Tank and all these yeah. guys. Uh, similar to how they did it to like uh, the Seahawks or Russell Wilson when they were just doing the two back safeties yeah. and you were kind of fucked on throwing to them and you had to do the short passing or running. And if you have no run game, you're kind of stuck. But right now, Stroud is just like phenomenal. Phenomenal, dude. man. You Like all these other, you know, QBs that have been drafted over the past two, three years, you know, we hear, we'll talk yeah. about them. But, you know, you get your Mac Jones in there. You've got your Kenny Pickett's, right? <laughs> Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, all these QBs in the last three four years and stroud looks better than every one of them only four games into the season straight right up. now straight up could you imagine those other teams that could have had them or you know been trying to find their look at the fucking jets man they've gone through number two picks number three picks yeah and texans just like that one year got him boom. boom and not and it was a guy like again how like nobody expected him to be good whereas like like a joe burrow coming into the league we expected him to be good and he was fucking good right away Whereas this guy, we were like, you know what, on Houston, it's going to take time. They're going to develop this guy but right away. They're 2-2, two, two, a team that nobody kind of was thinking because they were like, they got rid of uh, Watson and they were going through this drama. Nobody wants to really go and play for them right now because they knew they were probably in like a tanking kind of like scenario. But now you see guys that are like rookies 
that are all young guys that can really take this team to another level and bring other talent. Franchise QB, man. Yeah, That's, franchise. Like, everybody, 100%. everybody, like, 100%. talk shit about it. Oh, uh-huh. the QB, like, you know, does all it. You get a franchise QB in this league. You set yourself up as a contender for playoffs or whatever. You're never getting, unless you have a really, really, really bad system around you. Yeah. With at least a, a franchise QB, you're going to be a 500 every year, give or take. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on their podcast were talking about him because they're from uh, the state of Ohio too. Yeah. So they rep, like, uh, uh, rep Ohio State mm. too. They're like from there. And they were talking, he was talking about how he met CJ Stroud in person. He's like, dude, he's like, that guy is a big boy. He's like, I did not know. He's a full 6'4". Like, he's actually he's, his he's height. Strong. He, yeah. He's like, I don't know who the fuck he was playing with in Ohio State when he was playing. Everybody must have been 7 feet tall because he looked tiny when he played for that team. But he's like, when I saw his ass in person, he's a big boy. He's not no, like, tiny quarterback that, like, you know, you're going to be able to just go up there and hit. He's a big boy. The comparison <laughs> or the comparison that some teams have made, and I think they're underselling it, was, like, kind of Dak Prescott because... Yeah. Dak Prescott, he's you know he can throw the ball, yeah. he can do all that, but he's not a run first guy, and yeah. he's not a, like obviously Stroud isn't a guy like even like Mahomes or Allen or Lamar, yeah. all these guys who can just book it. But yeah. he's more when he has to run, he'll run. run. He's kind of like Burrow in that yeah. way too. Like maybe he's a little bit more athletic than Burrow, sure, but Burrow is obviously like the records that he broke at LSU, yeah. and then obviously leading his team to the Super Bowl yeah. in his second year as a starter yeah. as well, right? So for for a team like that, as long as you can throw the ball and you're mobile enough, like you don't obviously if you're a statue in the pocket, you you can't have that either, yeah. right? But he's got all he can run enough, he can throw the ball, he can throw it deep, he can throw it short. He hasn't thrown a pick in four games. Yeah, man. that's crazy. Not a single pick, <laughs> and like crazy. he's and they're throwing it a lot. A lot. It's not like they just you know like hey we're only gonna throw it like 15 times a yeah. game and running for 40. Yeah, like over 300 yards. He's running last for like game. he's 300 <laughs> yards on like 30 something throws, two touchdowns, yeah. no picks, man. Like they're destroying teams. They're 30 to six. They just beat. That's balling out. So speaking of 30 to six, the team they fucking shit kicked last week. Who, yeah. Biggest disappointment so far. Actually, <laughs> would you say it's them or my other one, Patriots? I think fucking Patriots, man. Patriots, eh? Why? I think Bill Belichick was thinking, you know, Mac Jones is going to be the next Brady. They're going to build <laughs> around him. They started, you know, doing all this moving, doing... I think their drafting was a, style was a little different. They were trying to go for, like, different positions than they normally would to now build around that team, whereas before they're like, yo, we're just going to grab this guy that we kind of need, and we'll get rid of him after, you know, his rookie contract done. It looks like they're changing something. Something in the background is being changed. Like, their offensive line sucks, which doesn't help your quarterback, doesn't help your run game, because yeah. everybody, there's a reason why me and you drafted uh, Ramondre, to be one of our like feature running backs was because we were thinking you know they're gonna have that run game they're gonna obviously pass to him he's a good catching uh, yeah. uh, running back and they just it hasn't you know come to fruition right now just because of that offensive line sucks Big time. their defense is like a hit and miss they they've kind of kept them in game but their offense hasn't been able to kind of help their defense and giving them bad field position every single time dude it takes a lot on the defense to <laughs> play yeah. that many possessions and now they lost the best pass rusher in Judon fuck, they lost the, they lost one, I mean I know Witherspoon is probably number one but Christian Gonzalez was probably a better cornerback. Yeah. Going into this game, because for the Seahawks, 
he obviously got them uh, Monday night performance with Witherspoon. But That's when he Gonzalez, finally kind of And then Gonzalez got injured in that same day, yeah. right? So, like, though he was argued, like, either way, he was going to be a really good cornerback. Yeah. Lost him to, they lost another cornerback. They finally made a trade for J.C. Jackson, yeah. or J.C. Jackson, sorry, from the uh, Chargers. But losing Judon's huge, huge for that defense. Man. That's not one of the best. That's one of the best pass rushers in the league. Fuck, when you Not, see that guy color red that he wears, you always see those red gloves come in. And you're like, yo, that guy, the quarterback's going down or the running back. They don't make it past him. Like, the moment those red gloves touch, because you know how there's that conception of, like, most uh, defenders will wear the same color of gloves yeah, to a jersey yeah. so you don't get oh, caught. Belichick wanted to, he made Edelman change his gloves one time. Yeah, and it's supposed to be so that, like, you can kind of hide your hands from the holds. Hold it, yeah, And yeah, this yeah. guy's got bright red on because he doesn't hold much. When, yeah. And it's not a, a holding relief. His is a hold that he's bringing you down. He's, he's allowed him, to. Man, more yeah, he's, he's allowed to hold. Them, right? So, yeah. I know that, that, that Edelman was telling this story on his podcast recently. He's like, yeah, Belichick's like, yo, man, we need you to change your gloves. Edelman's like, fuck no. <laughs> Edelman did, Edelman's one of the, Edelman backed it up every game. He's though, a G, man. He is a G. Yeah, well, listen to his podcast. I have, he, yeah. He's, when he was, uh, he was with, shit, uh, he's a lot of good buddies with the Boston guys, like yeah. Brian Rasillo and his all His dad was a crazy, Smart, crazy I was listening to, I'll send you the podcast after, but... Um, they were talking about like what made the Miami offense so good. Yeah, and the, the way he talks about it, it's, he's such a smart dude, man. Yeah. And you can tell why he worked his way up from, and he was a quarterback at one point yeah. too, right? I so. think I listened to him on. I think he came on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He came smart dude, man. Very smart guy, man. He was a quarterback. He became a wide receiver. Yeah. He still did some trick passes when he was with yeah, the team yeah. and shit too, right? Yeah, so, so TD's under his belt. <laughs> so, anyways, going back to the negativity here with the the Patriots, but. Mac Jones looks like a bust. They're probably going to be looking for a new... You thought Bill O'Brien bringing him as an offensive coordinator and replacing uh, yeah. Matt Patricia, or it was Judge, sorry. Judge was his... I don't know, it's a mix of all two yeah. of those guys, right? They had a shitty... They really thought bad. everybody... Like, you need a good rookie year, too. Yeah. They thought he might go back to being, like, having a good rookie year, but nope, not quite. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know where the Patriots go from here. I mean, Buffalo Bills aren't going away anytime soon. No. Miami Dolphins look really good. Other than the Jets, which if you're going to be compared to the Jets these days, that's like the bar that you got to beat. You're pretty low on the totem pole right now. Oh, yeah. So um, just one more thing of the NFL. We're going to talk about this yeah. too, but the turf issues. <laughs> I know I know, it's been a big topic since uh, Aaron Rodgers blasted his calf, what is it, calf Achilles game one, but you really think it's that big of a deal, turf versus grass? I think... Just looking at sports that are played on grass, that gives you a better look at like what it matters the most of like having turf or any type of grass. Cause like you'll look at soccer, like rare as fuck to have a soccer team playing on turf just cause like cleats are used, they're running constantly. Mm -hmm. And if you convert that over to football, like most of the plays you're running constantly, like that's most of what's going on. Kickoff, punt return plays whatever's going yep. on throws like everybody's running so i think it does play a part but you're still going to get injuries like on uh grass you no matter it's what. just that like i think the injuries would be less uh Damn severe thing. yeah they wouldn't be as severe on natural grass because you're you'll twist things naturally rather than 
it kind of like we just saw what happened to Cleo uh, Herbert. Yeah. And oh, we yeah. saw his normally that foot when it gets stuck in that position, real grass and it turned, it would just turn oh. with the body. And it just you you could see it was just like stuck. his foot got caught. In yeah, his too, foot man. got caught in fucking pure turf and it was just stuck there. So I think uh, that's probably the only real discussion on it that like, you know, we saw, I think we were looking at stats of like different stadiums and we saw that Arizona has a retractable one, which is like, that's some next level shit that you can retract, retract it. Because obviously everybody's worried about like, you know, uh, natural grass getting destroyed and then they have concerts on there or they have other sports being played on there. So it's like get a retractable fucking thing for if these everyone. guys can do it and arizona's not known as being an expensive like yeah. uh, d owner and owner that spends yeah. so if these guys can somehow get it and afford it then other teams should be able to do it too right look yeah. at the jets and the Giants stadium one of the worst stadium and like, guess where in rogers hurt his fucking uh yeah. achilles right <laughs> was on in that stadium as well so I, I honestly if they can do it for the world cup they should be doing it full time if you can have anything to help reduce injuries yep. and make your play like at the end of the day you're only screwing yourselves over right yep. like look at a team like the baltimore ravens don't you think they wish they had uh, natural gas yeah. natural gas all the time oh yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens with the injuries i mean dude there's been a lot of injuries in general this year yeah not like you know we both play fantasy obviously so yeah. we keep pretty uh, yeah close eye on the betting and all the same game parlays and everything else we do but it just seems like there's a lot of injuries especially this year. like this year defensive side like offensively because we uh, most of our stuff uh, for fantasy is offense and like the offensively, we've seen like, you know, some of the running backs get like pretty fucking mulled in. Some guys are injured still from last year, but like this year, it seems like most of the lineups haven't really changed that much in fantasy. So you're not seeing the offensive side get hit. But when you look at the list of injured guys, the defensive side on teams, it's fucking crazy. I haven't honestly looked as I, yeah. I look at it when you're looking at like, oh, my wide receiver, do I want to play this guy or this guy? Let's see if the cornerbacks are healthy yeah. and shit, right? Yeah, then you see it and it's like, it's crazy how many uh, teams have lost like defensive guys or like guys that are like, say, O-line. You'll see O-line guys going, hard, which man. we don't get to see in the fantasy side really much where like, we have guys that are the guys that are throwing, catching, or running with the but ball. But that makes a huge difference. It makes a huge fucking difference. Line, man. Huge difference. Look at the uh, Eagles, man. They turn all these running backs into studs. Yeah. And then these running backs leave and go elsewhere. And we'll yeah. talk about Miles Sanders as well, but yeah. they turn DeAndre Swift into like a top five running back. Yeah. And dude, it makes a difference. Your quarterback doesn't have to run. Look at Daniel Jones the other day. And Swift came from already a good offensive line too. So it's like he was great there. And it shows if you continue with the great offensive line, it matters so much for those Huge. guys in the back. So um, we'll talk a little. I know, you know, we've mentioned fantasy a few times, but we'll finish off with uh, fantasy as well. But before we go into that, is there, you know, do you see any teams making that run for the playoff spot at this point? I know we're only four games in, yeah. but I think. The NS, the West looks like it's pretty locked up. Like I know yeah. you've got your, your obviously Seattle looks like they're gonna make it, and, and San Fran. Yeah, those are Dallas and well. Philly. That's four spots right there. Yeah. Detroit looks like they're gonna take number five. Bucks are probably gonna take number six. But the Saints chance. look like they have a shot. Yeah, and then there's only really one, maybe two spots that'll be coming up, depending on what happens with the Bucks Saints. Yeah, yeah. those bottom feeder teams, they're all gonna be like. You don't know who's going to, like, rise because that's the next thing. Like, who out of these teams is going to be that, like, the wild cards, right? Like, who's going to mm. jump into that wild card position and just get a chance to play for the finals or I mean, uh, playoffs? Yeah, it, I mean, there's so many, like, Fuck. the but the, I'm actually kind of hoping that 
the Commanders make it the playoffs after you know team being sold yeah. and all the other stuff. Yeah. But for them, though, I mean that also because last year it happened though. Yeah. Last year there's three teams to the NFC East, like yeah. the Giants made last year. I don't know what's going to happen this year with them, but Rams even look better. No one thought they're like, and they got the. Sorry, I can't even pronounce it. Yeah. Pacau now. Uh, Puka, Puka now. Puka yeah, now. I, I've said Pikachu, but on mistake. Yeah, Puka now or something like that. Puka now. Let's actually Google this guy's name. I feel He's bad. definitely been a game changer. And like, mm-hmm. people forget also too. Like, Fifth rounder too, bro. Puka yeah. Nakua. Puka Nakua. There we go. People forget also too, like some of these players are like, they look better than they actually are because of who they're playing with. So the three best uh, receivers uh in the last like while that have gotten like what he's done have all come with matthew stafford so nobody looks at that either it was him calvin uh johnson and uh uh cooper cup yeah so three of the guys that like for yardage in their first like whatever games was they've all played the fucked up thing all it with helps. matthew stafford it, it helps man it helps it's crazy that this one fucking but guy but he's doing it as a rookie at least those yeah. other guys were like four or five yeah. years into the league. this guy's doing like what better than what jefferson did in his first hundred percent he's got so he's making catches and like but the, i was like like i was just trying to watch some of like the highlights of his catches and stuff and yeah. it's like He's, like, destroying the coverage. Yeah. It's not like he's actually doing too many contended catches. Like, he just, mm. you know, like, a guy's covered, he makes a crazy catch. It's, like, broken coverage where, like, some of the teams they played, for some reason, they're looking at a different play, and this guy's just wide open. Stafford's like, well, here you go. Well, and then he yeah. takes off for another 30 yards but on that's, top. But uh, that's also good play design, too, right? 100%. Like, he's a fifth-rounder that now you have making, like, a less, like, 700K Fuck a year. Yeah. Right, and if you looked at when the Rams won the Super Bowl and when the Rams actually were winning, yeah, they had two receivers that were fantasy targets. Yeah, right, and not only just fantasy, but they were two good like Woods and Cup. They all killed it together. They had Gurley at that time yeah. too. Obviously, they don't have no Gurley now, yeah. but they've got Stafford. They've got two legitimate receiver cups coming. It's supposed to be back soon. And they're running back, uh, Kyron Williams. Kyron right? Williams, right? Like you have right now. They have the makings of a legit playoff. And even the Arizona Cardinals, man, they played way better than what the record even indicates. I think they're one in three, but they beat Dallas's ass. All their other games have been pretty damn close. They've led in the first half of every single game. They've been a really good team. And then once you get, like, obviously uh, Murray back, the legs kind of add to the game a little bit more. Because Dobbs, you could tell he's kind of more of a pocket guy. Yeah. Um, The one other team I think, like, I just, I think they're good, but I'm not 100% sure. The Packers. Yeah. Right, like they, they, they're not a bad team by any means. I just like I feel like we still got to see more of Jordan Love. I know it's his like fourth year. He obviously didn't play much in his first three, but he definitely like they've got a shot, man. I mean that the the NFC I think is a little bit more open than people. Yeah. There's going to be a couple spots, and I think it's going to come down to some combo of the Rams, Packers, and probably Saints yeah. in some order or another. Like I don't see no offense Falcons, but. It seems yeah. like the book's out on Ritter. Like, he can't yeah. throw. He's and not already having a lot of Bears, issues. obviously, they won today, but they're not going to do it. Vikings are 1-3. They might be able to do it. Yeah. But do you really trust them to do anything in the playoffs? Cardinals right are now, Green Bay, they have a good schedule. Yeah. Because they haven't had that to helps. play any tough teams yet. I think we're going to really get to see what Green Bay is about. The moment, I think there well, was they a played, stretch. They played the, uh, what do you call them, last week, and they didn't do so well against them. Uh, the Lions. The Lions, yeah. And right? the Lions they, are a good team. They've huh? beaten the Bears, they've beaten the Falcons, and they've beaten the Saints. And yeah. that Saints game, 
They were losing. Losing. They, they should have lost that game. They should have. But they. But they have a, like their upcoming games. Looking at it, Raiders. Yeah. They should win. Should Broncos. Win should win that. Vikings. Should win that. And then those are all you, winnable games. And then you got the Rams. Yeah. That Steelers, one would be tougher. A little tougher. Steelers. Winnable. Chargers. Tough. Lions. Then you got Lions. That's then you've tough. got. Uh, That's when it is shit starts. Lions. Chiefs. Giants. Yeah. Buccaneers were good, yeah. But then you end off the season with Panthers, Vikings, and Bears. <laughs> Such a good fuck. Uh, that's the thing. Their but schedule all, is like because so good. they're playing. Uh, they're playing the NFC South because it's a rotation, right? Yeah. So they're playing the Bucks, the Saints, the Panthers, yeah. and uh, so I think that's that's how you, like you're right. Like they have a real good chance of making it into the playoffs. Think, yeah, by their schedule too is gonna matter a lot because they're not having to play like some of those harder teams like a Philly. I don't know if they play Dallas Cowboys nope, at all. No, their hardest team they're playing would probably be obviously Chiefs. But yeah. if you minus the Chiefs as the Chiefs obvious and choice, Rams probably Lions. The Lions, Lions are too. right. Lions, Chiefs, twice. Lions, and Rams. Buccaneers are are winning team, but yeah. like I they don't can, know, that they, could be a 50-50. Chargers, I think, is another one. But thing is, that's the Chargers coming to Green Bay in November. Yeah. Cold as fuck. Cold as hell, right? Like. True. I can, yeah, Chargers should Mambo win. Mambo Field is hard to win. But I think the Packers, right now, it's, unless there's injuries and other things like that, even the Steelers, with what we've seen out of the Steelers so far, yeah. they don't seem like they're going to be really... I think at worst, these guys get like 10 wins. The way that their yeah. Vikings are going to be... They should be able to split the games against the Vikings. Yeah. That's one win right there. They're probably going to beat the Bears again. Oh, yeah. I think so. We got uh, any more fantasy things that we want to talk about? Uh, I think we can uh, just talk about quickly uh, for fantasy. Like, I think we already hit on a couple of people that have been killing it. But I think uh, kind of people that hmm. nobody was expecting. I think, obviously, Puka Naku, whatever his name is, and yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Those are just guys, guys that we kind of, like, now know that they're, like, rocking it, been rocking it. I think guys that have kind of stood out right now have been the... I don't know if it's a Shane or a Kane. A Kane, I think he's a, a chain. A chain, I think a now. Shane. Like that guy and Dobbs for uh, Dobbs has been good for uh, Green Bay. Like those are two guys right there that like have kind of just like stood out. They're helping their teams like in a crazy different way. One's a wide receiver who's obviously helping Jordan Love get the ball down yep. out there, and then Miami man, their running backs. These guys always find their running backs to do a lot of work all season. And the running backs are, you know, a thirty-one-year-old Raheem Mostert, and then you've got Jane in the third. I mean, the good thing they didn't go out and get Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah. Jets paid that money for Dalvin Cook, and these guys have outperformed both of them. So, yeah. you know, we were saying about do you pay running backs or not? It seems like the argument right now is you can probably find them. Get them young, I man. find I, they're easier to find than running backs in other positions, right? Yep. So, ways. I mean, they've been killing it so far this year. I think they're going to be killing it again next year as well. And then we'll see what happens with the rest of it. But 